يا اهلا وسهلا فيكم ببرنامجكم سماشي كريبتو اللي بنغطي فيه اخر الاخبار المتعلقه في عالم العملات المشفره الميتافيرس وايضا الان اف تيز والرموز الغير قابله للاستبدال وبدايه خلونا نبدا باهم الاخبار المتعلقه في عالم الكريبتو وتحديدا اول خبر معنا لليوم عن عملاقه التكنولوجيا شركه جوجل اعلنت جوجل الان عن صفقه جديده مع كوين بيس تسمح لمجموعه مختاره من العملاء بالدفع مقابل خدماتها السحابيه باستخدام العملات الرقميه مثل بيتكوين واثيريوم ايضا وسوف تدخل حيز التنفيذ في اوائل العام المقبل وبخطط عملاق التكنولوجيا ايضا لاستكشاف استخدام كوين بيس برايم واللي هي خدمه الحفظ لتخزين وايضا تداول العملات المشفره وفي المقابل ايضا اعلنت كوين بيس انها رح تنتقل بعض وتنقل بعض تطبيقاتها المتعلقه بالبيانات واللي تم تخزينها في البدايه باستخدام امازون ويب سيرفيسز بالاضافه ايضا الى جوجل كلاود ف جميل جدا أن نشوف عملاقة التكنولوجيا شركة جوجل عم تتعاون الآن مع كوين بيس لدخول عالم العملات المشفرة والأمور الرقمية أما في حديث أكثر عن عالم العملات الرقمية ولكن أكثر في منطقتنا العربية وخبرنا الثاني لليوم أطلقت هيئة كهرباء ومياه دبي منصة ديوافيرس واللي هو في عالم الميتافيرس لتوفير خدماتها لمتعامليها وأيضا موظفيها وأفراد المجتمع لتصبح بذلك أول مؤسسة حكومية محلية تطلق منصتها الافتراضية في عالم الميتافيرس ورح تستثمر الهيئة تقنية الميتافيرس في تنفيذ وتطوير مشروعاتها الحالية والمستقبلية أيضا بما يسهم في تحقيق سعادة المعنيين إضافة أيضا إلى الإسهام في تطوير الأعمال ورفع مستوى الكفاءة والإنتاج وتقليل التكاليف أيضا جاء ذلك خلال اجتماع اللجنة العليا للتحول الرقمي في الهيئة اللي تم خلالها استعراض تقرير النضج الرقمي حسب تقييم الحاصل على الرقمي لعام 2022 واللي أجته شركة ماكنزي تحديدا الاستشارية العالمية حيث حافظت الهيئة على مركزها الأول ضمن المؤسسات الخدماتية العالمية بهذا التقييم وكانت هيئة كهرباء ومياه دبي طبعا هي من أولى الجهات الحكومية في دبي اللي استكملت أيضا تحويل جميع خدماتها إلى خدمات ذكية بنسبة 100% وذلك تحديدا كان في عام 2014 ومن أبرز المحطات في مسيرتها هي اعتماد الهيئة تطبيقها الذكي في نظارات جوجل كانت في عام 2014 تحديدا مما شكل نقلة جديدة في نوعية الخدمات المقدمة وهذا الشيء الجميل اللي عم نشوفه بالفترة الأخيرة أيضا أنه حتى الشركات الحكومية عم تدخل في عالم الميتافيرس وهذا العالم الجديد أما إذا بدنا ننتقل إلى آخر خبر معنا لليوم تطرح 21 شيرز المزود العالمي الرئيسي لمنتجات تداول العملات المشفرة لأول مرة منتج بيتكوين متداول البورصة في الإمارات العربية المتحدة بدأ تداول منتج بيتكوين المتداول في البورصة الجديدة من 21 شيرز في بورصة ناسداك دبي المالية الدولية تحت مؤشر ABTC وذلك حسب ما أعلنت الشركة أيضا منتج العملات المشفرة اللي تم إطلاقه حديثا مدعوم فعليا مما يعني أنه مضموم بالكامل من خلال أصول بيتكوين الأساسية حيث أنه بتم إيداع أصول العملات المشفرة الأساسية الخاصة بالمنتج المتداول في البورصة في محفظة غير متفصلة بالإنترنت 
الإمارات لضمان أمان أفضل وبعد توسع 21 شيرز في الإمارات العربية المتحدة هي علامة فارقة في نمو الشركة تحديداً على الصعيد الدولي حيث تم إدراج المنتجات المتداولة في البورصة من 21 شيرز في 12 بورصة إلى جانب داسداك دبي مثل ما ذكرنا هذه كانت كل أخبارنا لسماشي كريبتو ولكن خليكم معنا بعد الفاصل مقابلتنا مع كريس الرئيس التنفيذي لشركة هايفن خليكم معنا ولا تروحوا لبعيد And we're back with our guest Chris, CEO of Hyven. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Hala. It's good to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, first of all, we would like uh, if you can give us a brief about Hyven, what kind of services do you guys provide? And there are so many research you guys have done lately. So if you can take us through that. Absolutely. Um, Haven is a financial services business. So we are effectively a financial institution. We help clients do trading, we help clients with asset management, we help them with custody. Um, and over the course of the last six to nine months, we've built a, a, a very strong payments business. So all our business is focused on cryptocurrencies, um, but we're not a Binance, we're not a Coinbase, we don't do exchange, we're not an exchange. We're a much more institutional approach to the cryptocurrency markets. So. We're much more like a private bank and an investment bank, but we're more fo we're just focused exclusively on cryptocurrencies. That's amazing. Have you seen any trends recently about uh, the crypto startups, for instance, especially in the region? Yeah, there's been it's been interesting in the region. Um, I'm based in Abu Dhabi, but in Dubai, there's been a big push from the government in Dubai, from His Highness down there, really pushing the whole virtual asset sector. Abu Dhabi has always been strong in terms of regulation through the Abu Dhabi global market yeah. and being the capital of the UAE. So we based ourselves in Abu Dhabi. Um, Bahrain is also quite strong. So Bahrain has a little sandbox and, and a couple of crypto players there. Um, but for most of them, they're retail players. So they exist to compete against the likes of Binance and Kraken and Coinbase for you to jump on your app and, and then sort of make a couple of trades. Um, the average transaction size for us is around 300,000 US dollars per transaction. So it's not an exchange, it's designed for the wholesale movement of money and the wholesale movement of cryptocurrency. It's very, literally, it's very interesting, as you said, in the region, especially lately. But also you mentioned regulations, how important it is for the startups, for the businesses, especially when they want to enter such a, Fairly a new space, let's say, which is the crypto. Yeah, yeah crypto is, um, it has very little trust as an industry. Yeah. So you, even for us who are, we're in it 24, 24 hours a day, um, a lot of people are worried about their cryptocurrency. That a lot of people hear crypto and they think about scams and they think about um, theft and hacking and all these sorts of things. So the reason that happens is that cryptocurrency is effectively untraceable. It's anonymous. Yeah. So whereas you have your bank account and the bank account is linked to your personal name or your company's name, your cryptocurrency wallet address isn't linked to your name. It's simply linked to a key, a password. And if you have that password, you control the cryptocurrency. So that makes it powerful it makes it fast it makes it hard for governments to monitor it makes transaction speeds almost instantaneous across borders um, it does all these amazing things 
But what it also means is if you lose control of your cryptocurrency, you can't get it back. Um, you can't apply through SWIFT and seek to reverse the wire. You cannot do any of the things that you traditionally could do in, in finance. So I think that people need to be protected because of that. Um, in terms of the overall market, there are not many scams and hacks when you look at it as a percentage of the total volumes traded. So it's very, very small. So the, your, your chances of falling prey to something illegal are, are fairly small. But there's more than that. I'm taking people's financial assets. So people give us millions of dollars worth of cryptocurrency and they ask us to keep it safe. They ask us to invest it. They ask us to trade it. Um, why is regulation important for them? Regulation is important for them because the regulators watch Haven closely. Yeah. We report to them daily. They're linked into our systems. The majority of, of frauds and hacks and losses occur not because some anonymous North Korean network stole your cryptocurrency. It's because I stole it. The CEO, the CFO, the team working in these businesses, they're the people that can take the crypto. Much like giving your money to a bank that has 35 people and doesn't have branches, you would think twice about doing that, Hala. So you would really sort of go, hang on a second, who are you guys and how long have you been in business? And imagine if they said to you, oh, we're a new bank and we've been here for three years and it's great and we're offering you 30% interest on your cash. Automatically, a bunch of alarm bells are ringing for you. Exactly. Um, but in cryptocurrency, because it's such a boom of a market, because so much excitement happened, people stopped asking those sorts of questions. So for us with our business and for the way we approach regulation, we do so to protect our customers because they should be protected because these are their financial assets. This is the funds that they're gonna send their kids to school with. This is their retirement fund. Um, and you know, we came out of investment banks ourselves as a management team. And so because of that, we take it seriously. Um, and we therefore work closely with a lot of our regulators. We make sure that we only offer products that our regulators approve. Um, does it slow down our business? Yeah, it yeah. does. But is it worth it? Yeah, I think it's worth it. Because if I'm sitting in an office of a hedge fund or a, a sovereign wealth fund in Kuwait, I like to tell them about how regulated we are. I like to say, you know, we have seven different levels of authority approvals that can move cryptocurrency. I can't move it myself. There needs to be four levels of signing. All these checks and balances are incredibly important in our industry because you can't trace the crypto. It's very, very hard to get it back. So you know, we take regulation seriously and it's important to protect our customers. And I think in the UAE, like there have been a lot of regulations and a lot of laws around it. And they're adapting a lot to the boom that's happening to the crypto industry. However, what do you think of the countries that are not keeping up with this trend? Because a lot of people still think that um, Crypto, can, is it going to stay or is it a bubble or things like that? And a lot of people see that a lot of governments, are even uh, governmental institutions, as we see here, like DIWA, a lot of them, they're going into even the metaverse, things like that. So it's, it's encouraging. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's, a, it's an incredibly interesting industry. Um, people take it. Some governments are OK. Some governments disapprove. Some people really have an issue with it. It's quite interesting how people like, have a very, very passionate opinion about cryptocurrency. 
for us, the blockchain and the system that cryptocurrency sits upon is the future of finance. Uh, within three to four years, bonds, equities, loans, warrants, convertibles, all those normal financial instruments, car loans, home loans, will all be based on the blockchain. Um, and when things are based on the blockchain, there's generally a token attached to that and therefore a coin um, or some form of cryptocurrency. So I don't think a government can stop it. I don't think governments can wish that it would go away. I think those arguments have sort of come to a close. It has a market cap in excess of a trillion dollars. Yeah. So it's almost reaching too, too large to fail status. Um, but I think governments that work with people, with companies like ours to help shape the right regulation. I think the UAE, um, you know, in, in Dubai itself, there's two or three different regulatory body, bodies. In Abu Dhabi, there's the strong ADGM. <clears throat> These guys are encouraging businesses to move here. <clears throat> Pardon me. They're encouraging people to set up home here in the UAE. Um, and I think that's leading to a um, to, to us bringing in a lot of talent, um, a lot of people that are um, incredibly good at what they do. Um, and I think for the cryptocurrency industry, the UAE is probably the fourth most adoptive market. Yes. I think I saw that statistic yeah. recently. So it seems to be that a lot of people quite like crypto here. They like the concept of it. They like the, but then at the same time, the Middle East, we're more used to risky assets. So we're used to yes. our real estate markets taking off um, we've seen our fair share of crashes. Um, I remember when I moved here in 2006, like there's a company called Dana Gas IPOing in Abu Dhabi and everyone in the region was buying it. So we're, we're more of a boom town um, here in the, in, the, in the GCC. So um, they, they do like cryptocurrency. It started in Asia. Mm. Um, the Asian markets are still the strongest, um, Middle Eastern markets as well. Um, but now it's very, very much global and the US is probably the biggest market. Um, but the Middle East is, is, um, is a real cryptocurrency hub. What do you think we still need to improve the cryptocurrency market here in the Middle East, especially for businesses? I, yeah, okay. So there's a nuance. Um, we have lots of regulators, but we don't have any banks. Mm. So even for a business like Haven, uh, regulated in the Abu Dhabi global market, regulated in Switzerland, Cayman Islands, Australia, we still struggle with domestic banking here because the central bank continues um, to ban cryptocurrencies. Mm. It's the truth. Um, we encourage blockchain, we encourage cryptocurrency as a country, yet the central bank still is the biggest hurdle to the effective take up because where we operate, we operate on the boundary between traditional money and cryptocurrency. So one of our clients will send us $5 million to our bank account in New York, and we'll give them $5 million worth of cryptocurrency. Likewise, when they're finished investing and they'd like to go back, they'll send us $10 million worth of Bitcoin. We'll convert it into dollars and put it in their bank account. So that's one of the key sort of I guess the joining point between traditional markets and cryptocurrency markets. And I think if governments and the central bank played a much more encouraging and a much more optimistic role, um, I think that would really help the industry take off in the region. 
hundred uh, percent. What are the future plans for Hyven, especially for businesses and the crypto industry? I think the biggest thing that we're working on is the payments side of the business. So a lot of people have cryptocurrency and they weren't quite sure of how to use it in the real world. That's being addressed more and more every single day. Um, so we are building and rolling out a payments platform, which will mean that the next time you go to Starbucks, the next time you're on Noon, the next time you're on Amazon, whether you're at Damak buying real estate, um, whether you're at Nahil, Alda buying real estate, you'll be able to use your cryptocurrency um, to buy things within the real world. So that payment side of the business is coming to uh to to the point of sale the the tapping yes. sort of technology that's getting there uh e-commerce we have it ready and that's rolling out now so that when you're on emirates airline and you're booking your airline your airfares you'll have visa debit card paypal and then there'll be a cryptocurrency option for you um that for us is really exciting because it it, it helps to bring cryptocurrency much closer into the the traditional sort of capital markets exactly. and the traditional markets. So, exactly, and yeah, to, uh, yeah. the day-to-day -day, uh, with the interaction with individuals as well. Chris, thank you so much for this insightful interview. Thank Absolute you. pleasure. It was good to meet you. Thank you for your time. Thank you.